0: Welcome to FM 99.3. This is the Sports Score. I'm Simon Baker from the Thursday Morning Breakfast Show here on FM 99.3 and joining me in the studio is the top sports journalist star of Manly Vale Football Club and all-round top bloke from Sportal.com.au, the sports guru as well from the Thursday Morning Breakfast Show. It is the one and only Mr. Johnny Greco.
1: Good evening, Simon. How are
0: you, mate? <laughs> mate, I'm really well, thank you. Really well. Good to have you here. Good
1: to be here. Yeah, it's been a huge weekend of sport and uh, we've got all all covered tonight a cracking show top quality lineup kick it off with brandon jack very shortly uh, of course the, the younger brother of co-captain uh, kieran jack will be right on the show very shortly
0: mate can't can't wait for that he's a uh, gone.
1: he's a very player young gun yep. second season coming up with the swans and that'll be followed of course by the uh, supercar racer and uh all champion driver jason bright
0: mate i can't believe it can't believe we got Brighty on the show that's going to be just awesome
1: and that of course will be followed by your favorite sport at the moment <laughs> the cricket
0: yeah, yeah, I'm sure we've got a bit of Sheffield Shield talk to get through, <laughs> haven't we, Johnny?
1: Well, we might touch on that, but I think there's uh, something else to uh, talk about there, something a bit more important, uh, last, last week.
0: Nah, sorry, nothing Nothing rings a bell there, mate, I'm afraid.
1: Well, we'll have a chat anyway to a member of uh, the Australian squad. Very, mm. very uh, special guest.
0: Yeah, who's that, Johnny?
1: Well, mate, it's X ex-manly fast bowler and, of course, Australian quick, Jackson Bird.
0: Jackson Bird on the show? You're kidding me, that's awesome. Is he sober enough yet?
1: Uh, well, I, I hope not. I hope they've been celebrating long and hard with that... Uh, that victory, and then of course we'll, in the second hour we'll also speak to the man for, with all, in the known rugby league and the Daily Telegraph, Dean Bulldog Richie, uh, mm. head of the Rugby League World Cup final coming up this weekend.
0: Mate, if anybody knows about rugby league, it's the bulldog. Bulldog's the man. He is the man indeed. So that's an action-packed show. That is awesome. What a team we've got tonight. We are also we're going to bring you a round-up of the A-League results, and we're going to give you all the latest from the EPL news about the rugby union from the internationals taking place over in Europe. We're going to have a preview of the Mundine Sugar Shane Mosley fight as well, and we're going to have a look back at the recent Foch fight and the controversy surrounding the stoppage that occurred there. We also have some more V8 Supercar news, and also we're going to have a little chat about the F1 and the retiring of Mark Webber, which obviously is big news over here. And big news in F1 and worldwide, because he's such an awesome guy. And as I said, as... You said, Johnny, we'll be looking at my favourite sport at the moment, which is cricket, covering all the Sheffield Shield stuff <laughs> and nothing else, obviously. Jackson, I'm sorry, mate, we're going to have to cancel you. That isn't all, folks. You have the chance to win a miniature Spartan bat signed live in front of my very eyes by none other than Pop, Michael Clark, the Australian cricket captain himself. The challenge is, if oh, no. you want to win this bat, dear listener, what you have to do is we've got a challenge for Johnny. Johnny, Here are you, you ready?
1: I'm re- I think I'm ready.
0: <laughs> mate, what you've got to do is I've got a cricket bat just out there and a and a ball in fact I've got two balls cricket ball and tennis ball I think probably the tennis ball and I've also got a football and now what what you're going to have to do is you're going to have two minutes you're going to have a minute on each yep. what you've got to do is you've got to do a minute's worth of keep ups on the football and then you've got to do a minute's worth of keep ups with the cricket bat okay Okay. and how you can win the signed cricket bat is by guessing how many in total so the pl- football plus the cricket bat how many in total Johnny can get done Ooh. in two minutes what do you think Johnny?
1: yeah looking forward to it it's been a while since I've played with the cricket bat and the soccer- And I wouldn't uh, be guessing too high (laughs) to the listeners out there. If you're going to put a big number, I wouldn't go too high.
0: We'll get our first guest on, shall we? On the phone here on FM 99.3, Mr. Brandon Jack. Brandon, good evening, mate. How are you? Yeah, good day, guys. Thanks for having me on. Oh, mate, it's a pleasure. Thanks for coming on. Really appreciate your time. Now, then, let's just talk Twitter for a moment. (laughs) Okay. And uh, and how's the dog?
2: Dog, little Nelson, or not so little Nelson. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, so me and Kieran have a British Bulldog at home and he's a pretty mischievous little fella but he's okay. good fun.
0: Mate he looks awesome, he looks like a <laughs> he looks like proper solid, he's, he's a beautiful <laughs> looking dog isn't he? Yeah
2: we've actually, uh, no joke we've had to put him on a bit of a diet lately because He's been putting on a bit <laughs> too much weight, so we've cut
0: his food back. I would imagine in that house he's going to get sport rotten. <laughs> yeah,
2: that's
0: right. Johnny's here as well. Hey, Brandon, how are you, mate? Good, Johnny. Yeah, good. Thanks, mate. I think Johnny's got a few questions for
1: you. Yeah, well, just obviously, uh, I suppose the big news for the Swanies uh, in the uh, post-season, of course, was the the signing of, of Buddy, and we've we've seen him around, I suppose, the, the social pages a lot in the, in the papers up here. But you know, how how is he? How's he settled in? What, what what kind of a guy is he?
2: Yeah, so I've met Buddy a couple of times. He's come into the club and talk to the young guys which has been good and he seems like a a really good guy so obviously there is a lot of social and media hype about buddy at the football club he's just a really good bloke and he's probably one of the hardest trainers there at the moment. I suppose
1: the exciting part is he's one of the best players in the game so he's he's going to be playing alongside you next year which is obviously a good thing.
2: Yeah exactly you would always love to have those players in your team as opposed to playing against
1: them. What about yourself mate obviously you had a taste of it last year I think you got eight or nine games in you you feel your 2014 could be uh, your year to become a, a permanent member of the side?
2: Yeah, so I think I ended up with nine games last year, which was a fair few more than anyone was really expecting of me. And I guess over the, the next year, I've just really got to knuckle down and maybe to, to just cement my spot in the team and to play hopefully every game of the season and just stay injury-free. And
0: I know. I guess that's a big part of it, really, isn't it? Because AFL is such a tough game with so much running and so much hard work. To stay in fit, really, I think is probably the key.
2: Yeah, that's exactly right. So we do a lot of work at the club on our fitness and on injury prevention, but... Some things you just you just can't avoid in the game. I guess you're just going to be lucky sometimes, and it, sometimes things just don't go your way. Do
0: you follow a bit of rugby league as well?
2: Yeah, I actually played um, rugby league for about nine nine or ten years growing up, so I still follow it now.
0: So have you been following the Wolfman over at Manly? <laughs> he went Yeah, <laughs> did you see that?
2: Yeah, I did see that.
0: Mate, have you gone to any extremes like that? No,
2: not me. I, I think some of the other guys might have, or I'm not sure what they've done, but I've been fortunate enough not to have any serious injuries, touch wood, so far.
0: I guess learning from your dad and your brother has, has helped on that score to a large degree, has it?
2: Yeah, I guess growing up, I kind of, I kind of always knew what professional sport was like, and I think that definitely gave me a good insight into what the future may hold for me.
1: Awesome. Mate, obviously the, the side got so close, I suppose, to the grand grand final last year. Just that, that one game shorting, you had some injuries, I suppose, at, at the back end to Goodsey and that, which didn't help. There must be belief, I suppose, that you can you can uh, be right up there again in 2014?
2: Yeah, definitely. Last year we were pretty disappointed to go out the way we did. I think during the year it was the same kind of feeling as the year before that we could definitely go on and make the grand final. And I guess with all our new recruits and everyone's training pretty well at the moment, I think, We'll give it a real good, real good crack next year and hopefully bring back the flag again.
1: How is the preseason going, mate? We know it's, all, it's always tough and you're sort of into the, the, the long runs and, and stuff like that so far? Yeah.
2: So we had, um, we've just come back as a, as a zero to four years group so far. So we've had our first week as a group together, which was very intense and a, a big shock to a few of the boys. But a lot of guys are running really well, which is a good thing.
0: Yeah, that's that's just great, and and you know, if you guys have got um, all the technology strapped to you while you're training. I guess so. What sort of what sort of Ks are you kicking out at the moment?
2: Yeah, so we we wear the GPSs and heart rates during all our sessions, and I think the other day we probably ran about. Uh, I think we do over thirteen k in one of our sessions. <laughs>
0: Is that no. all, mate? Is that all? Is that all. Mate, what are you doing? You should, you know, I, I think you should just give it up. <laughs> if, know, that's all you, if that's all you're going to be pushing out. It's
2: pretty poor from us, but I think about 13K was what we hit last week, and that was all just intensity, one minute, two minute bursts. So that, that's the kind of stuff that really hurts. Oh,
0: uh, mate, but, it, but, yeah, it does sound painful. <laughs> I'm glad. But that's, but that's what you get, you know, that's why you're a swan. That's yeah, exactly. Why you, that's why you're a professional AFL player and a professional elite sportsman. Exactly. Because, you, because you've, you've got, got to, to
2: really learn to just to enjoy the running or else you don't really get through it.
0: Well, exactly. You know, I I, I can't say that I do enjoy the running. <laughs> but I, I as, in the past, I've enjoyed the cycling and, and, and suffering is all part of the sport and you've got to learn to enjoy it. So I, exactly. from that level, I, I can totally understand where you're coming from. Yes. Um. Yeah, so what have you bought the dog this week? Anything nice? <laughs> what have we bought him this week?
2: Not much. He actually, he's ripped up my new headphones I got the other day so you're far kidding me I oh, know so he hasn't been too good and he's, he took a Gatorade out of my bag a Powerade out of my bag the other day and spilt that all over his bed so it's been a bit of a menace this
0: week <laughs> well it might be that diet you're putting him on he's obviously <laughs> he's just rebelling <laughs> <laughs> chewing the headphones and drinking the Gatorade mate he's, yeah. You know, he's, he needs that sugar high yeah and, I know uh, so, so when, and also when was the last time you got your haircut, cut dude
2: uh, I got my hair cut last Friday yeah Yes, so uh, we go to this place in uh, Bondi. A lot of the guys go there because we we know the people and yeah. real good experience, and we get on well with them. So keep going back for more.
0: That's it, isn't it? You find a good barber, you find a good hairdresser, and and that's it. You stick with them for as long yeah, as they're there. Exactly.
2: You? Yeah. Go to people you, go to people you trust and do a good job.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Hey, listen. Really, the very very best of luck for the whole season and. F- Fingers crossed you stay injury-free, Brandon, and I really appreciate your time coming on. And, uh, and thanks very much. And we'll play you out with, obviously, the one and only... Cheers, Brandon. Swan Song. <laughs> thanks for having me on,
2: guys. Thank but you're alleged. you, Ledge. Thanks very much and yeah. all the best.
0: Wow, what a big guest he was. So let's give him a round of applause. There you go. Brandon and Jack, that's for you. Thanks for coming on. Really appreciate your time. What a great interview he was, Johnny.
1: Nice guy. Obviously, comes from a pretty well-rounded sports family and obviously, yeah, such a great kid and hopefully wish him all the best for next season.
0: Definitely. And being a Swans fan, you know, you've got to really pump for the boys. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: So what's coming up now, mate? What have you got? Mate, obviously, uh, we'll chat a bit of A-League. It was a pretty, pretty exciting round last, last five. Ooh. 17 goals across the five games. I'm not sure if you caught any of it.
0: I, uh... I didn't catch any of the viewing, but I caught some of the radio and I, I caught up with a bit of reading afterwards. But yeah.
1: Some amazing strikes in those 17 goals, and, you know, some really good. Especially in the Royal Wanderers game on the, on the Friday night top of the table clash, they're all got up 3 1, but some cracking goals from both sides.
0: Really? I caught the end of the Sydney game. They were 1 0 up, down to 10 men. They lost the goal and it was, all, it was 1 all, and then all of a sudden, right at the death, they smashed another one in.
1: Just in, in four minutes of stoppage time, you, you, you caught all the actions if you joined that <laughs> right at the end. It looked like they, they'd thrown away two points with uh, with Wellington scoring, I think, in the 91st minute. Yeah. Like I guess they were 10 minutes. They probably would have settled for a draw, but yeah. they managed to uh, scrounge up one last attack. And so, who, so who got sent off? Ped unfortunately, uh, right back. Two yellow cards. Okay. Probably deserved. Unfortunately, he'll be missing again this week's game with the Jets, which was a pretty okay. pretty good game on uh, Saturday night. So, un- unfortunate that he'll be here.
0: Could have done without that, really, couldn't we?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. At least Sydney's in good form. They've won they've won three in a row. So. Moving up in the right direction, but uh, yeah, like I say,
0: third now, third in the table, Is up right? to fourth, I believe. Fourth? Yeah, okay.
1: Along with the Jets, who have also won three in a row, so it really matched match of the round uh, Sydney against the Jets on Saturday night.
0: And I believe the Mariners had a, a bit of a, a last minute, last uh, few seconds, squeaky late, bum.
1: Late drama was the, <laughs> the order of the weekend, and uh, uh, yeah, the 94th minute as well. Young Mitchell Duke popped up with the, uh, the winning golf to uh, hand new coach Phil Moss a winning start since yeah. taking over from Graham Arnold.
0: Yeah, that's uh, and, and big shoes to fill.
1: Absolutely, yeah. He did a great job in, in his three years there with Mossy as he as his right hand man for, for for the whole time. But Mossy's taken the uh, the reins now, and he's had a he's had a good start. Looks a bit different in the suit compared to the track suit that he's, <laughs> that he's normally wearing. But uh, he'll be very happy with with that
0: start. I'm sure he will. I'm sure he will. I mean, it's and with the A League, it's 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 just getting. I don't know. It seems different to last year already. You know, we're only what four or five, six games in. Seven seven games seven in games seven rounds in. in, yeah. And and I don't know. From my perspective, obviously coming from England and watching the Premier League all the time, it, it seemed a bit weak when we got here, the A-League, but yep. this year, more so than last, OK, well, you got Del Piero, you got got um, Gallas and all the oh, other no. big ones, Ono Heskey. and Heskey, yeah, all come in now. So I don't know if it's just that, but it's just, you know... I, I'm really enjoying watching it. Definitely, it.
1: last year we did go to a new level, and like you say, it has gone again. I think yep. this year to another level. I think you know the World Cup coming up at the end next year. I think is a part of that. You know, yep. all the players want to put their case forward, a new coach, so that, that that's taking their game to a new level. And like I say, the crowds are there, the TV viewers are there, and you know we're seeing some some good quality games and some good quality goals. Like I said,
0: yeah, it's uh, it's brilliant. And what about the uh, the Premier League then? What's yep. happening over there?
1: Well. Another another big round, and obviously the, the I suppose the big result of the weekend was uh Manchester City <laughs> crazy result. They, they are good at home, but to beat Spurs six 0 yeah, was a, was a was a shock, especially considering Spurs have been so good at the back this season.
0: Yeah, they've been they've been absolutely phenomenal, haven't they? Uh, hopefully, Shane's not listening because I know Shane's a Spurs fan. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be absolutely. I know he was devastated because I texted him, and uh, yeah, you know, don't you sledging? We'll talk about sledging later. Anyway, uh, yeah. So I mean, that was tough, and obviously, you're a Liverpool fan. I'm an Everton fan. So you know, we had a bit of uh, bit yeah, of sport.
1: Absolutely cracking Merseyside derby on, on Saturday night the early game just phenomenal probably the game of the season so far you know had, had a, looks like all the drama six, six goals yeah and uh, some, some pretty interesting talking points as well uh, a few crazy tackles flying in <laughs> which, you, which you get in derbies
0: you do. I mean, there's some big turning points. I mean, obviously, the, that Morales tackle on Suarez. No, sorry, on... Uh, was it Suarez? On Suarez? Yeah, it was yeah. on Suarez, yeah. Uh, personally, I don't think it was anywhere near as bad as the one that Suarez did on Distan in the same fixture last year. It was a forwards challenge. It Spoken was a bit silly. like a silly. Tree, evident well, Whatever. <laughs> but Suarez comes with intent. He's mali- he is malicious a lot of the time with the way that he plays. And that, it's just unfortunate because he's such a talented player. Yeah. And he doesn't need to do half the things he does.
1: His reputation probably precedes him a bit now as well. Like I think Brendan Rodgers said in the, in the, after the game, if that yeah. was Suarez putting that tackle on on Moraes, it probably would have been a red card. But, you know, yeah. interesting one. But, like I say, cracking game and a shame that uh, there couldn't be a winner. I thought Liverpool might have edged it at the end there, but not, nah. not to be.
0: I thought Everton would just hold on. <laughs> uh, we're going to keep you up to date with all the sports news. Don't forget, if you want to guess on the challenge, Johnny challenge that we've got going on, that's going to be going on at about half a State. Well, in fact, it's going to be quarter tonight. So you get your predictions in. So what Johnny's got to do is he's got to do as many keep-ups with a football in one minute and as many keep-ups with a cricket bat and ball in one minute. And then the total of the two is your guess. You've got to guess how many he's going to get in total in two minutes. So get your... Get on the phones. I know some of you have been trying to ring in. We can't answer it when we're talking, I'm afraid. But uh, So as soon as we play an advert or a song, then give us a call and we'll, uh, we'll write your name down and you can hopefully go into the draw to win the Michael Clarke signed bat. It is 7.31. You're listening to The Sports Score here with myself, Simon and Johnny. We are taking over The Score from Shane for the, this week with a one-off sports special where we're going to be talking to... Well, we've already spoken to Brandon Jack, haven't we, Johnny? He was great. Uh, we've got Jason Bright coming up. We've got... Jackson Bird coming up, and we've got Dean Ritchie from The Telegraph coming up. That's all to come on the sports show. What do you reckon, Johnny? How's that sound?
1: Uh, looking forward to it, uh, Some great guests there, and not looking forward to catching up with Jackson Bird. I know you are too. I can't wait. into the cricket section of the show.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah, you've got some Sheffield Shield news as well, haven't you, Johnny?
1: <laughs> yeah, well, we might touch on that very briefly when Jackson's on the line, but... Uh...
0: Mm. I'm sure you will. Okay, well... As I said before, you've got to uh, phone in nine four one nine six nine six nine, or visit the website fastlanedad.com.au com forward slash the sport score is the web page, and you can go on there. If stick some comments on there, stick your guess. If you can't get through on the phones, go to the website, put your guess in there for the challenge. Johnny challenge to win the Michael Clark signed cricket bat, and uh, any comments, any questions that you want us to ask these uh, these wonderful guests, we're happy to take uh, happy to take some silly questions. I'm sure they'll be uh, I'm sure they'll be fine. I know. Dino, I, sh- I know the bulldog is uh, is quite happy to talk about actually absolutely anything absolutely, yeah. that we can throw at him. So, uh, so that's all good. So, Jason Bright's going to be coming up in about oh, probably about fifteen minutes, 10, 10 to fifteen minutes. So, I'm uh, looking forward to that. Being a being a motorhead, obviously, you've got uh, all the background on him, Johnny. Being a motor racing fan,
1: no? love love my motor ra- <laughs> no, motor racing. Actually, yeah, <laughs> definitely looking forward to the final round of the V8s early next month at, at the Sydney Five Hundred.
0: It is it, it it well it indeed it is next weekend. It is, yeah. Mm. That, December the it, it, a week after next. It's yeah, so December the yeah the fifth and sixth I think it is. So uh, yeah, Sydney. Oh, kids under twelve are free, which is great. You got to be with a pain adult, the obviously. The
1: first ever uh, twilight race, I believe, at the venue as well, which is, mm. is going to be. I think that's on the Saturday, the Saturday
0: night. Yeah, that'll be interesting. Do you know? Do you know why that's going to be really interesting? Why is that? Well, what, what does the twilight do? do? Yeah, what, what's the what's synonymous with twilight? What, what happens with the sun? It does go down, <laughs> but then it gets in your eyes. So there'll be a, a certain a persona, the track, of the track a certain yeah, exactly, a certain section of the track where the drivers probably can't see anything at all. Which will be, it will make for fun racing.
1: Two hundred kilometres <laughs> an hour. I it will make for
0: very fun racing. Well, a chat with Brighty about that very <laughs> shortly, yeah, it's, uh, it's 7.33 here on FM 99.3, we're going to play you, we're going to play a song, we're going to play uh, Turn Japanese, this is The Vapours. I don't know about turning Japanese, maybe we're turning upside down, it's the sports show here with, uh, with myself and the legend that is Johnny Greco from Sportal.com.au. how are you Johnny, you having a good time so far?
1: Enjoying it mate, yeah, it's been good to talk a bit of sport on a Tuesday night.
0: Mate, yeah, it's... uh, Well, I don't think there's any better time, is there? (laughs) Tuesday nights, we're here on FM 99.3. We're just taking over for the week. Shane will be back next week with a movie score. So uh, you've got to put up with us for at least the next hour and a half. But listen, it won't just be putting up with us. We've got so many good guests still lined up for the show, haven't we, mate? Who've we got?
1: Jason Bright will be with you very shortly for all things motorsport. And then, of course, second hour, Jackson Bird, Australian Quick, and Dean the Bulldog Richie from the Daily Telegraph.
0: I'm so looking forward to the Bulldog, Richie. <laughs> Absolutely. And Jason Bright.
1: <laughs> Brightie, very Mate, soon. Uh,
0: I can't believe we've got Jackson Bird on the show. That's awesome.
1: Absolutely, yeah. Straight, like I said, straight and quick after such a, a great result at the Gabba over the weekend. And, uh, you know, he's just getting back from injury. He's had a few issues with injury with his back. Yeah. Getting back to his best and we're good to see him in the uh, back of green again pretty soon, I hope.
0: Yeah, he, uh, well, I mean, uh, hopefully not. F- I hope. I, I do, I hope he's in the back green again. I hope the results don't go his way. But I hope he personally has a great time.
1: Oh, absolutely, yeah. yeah. To get Cause back in, maybe the, the team might have to struggle a bit, maybe because the, the fast bowlers did quite well uh, at the Gabba. They did, but uh, if he can get back to the form he was, you know, this time last year when mm. he did so well against Sri Lanka and then got got a spot on the Ashes tour to the UK, it yeah. won't be long before
0: he's back in the side. And he he can swing it. That's the big thing, isn't it for him? He, it, can, he can. He's like yeah. a, he's a, the Australian version of Jimmy.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Like we've got Mitchell Johnson who just bowls you know 150 km an hour thunderbolts. <laughs> Peter Siddle, nice line and length, and then Jackson Bird is the man there with it. Get that swing, yeah, which uh, which you know causes trouble to uh, even the best batsmen. And Ryan Harris, don't forget the Harris, Rhino, mate, uh, mate the, yeah, the Rhino, yeah, he's very important. And hopefully he can stay fit because we know his injury issues and there's you know five tests.
0: Mate, he just he's and, uh, just got. Uh, that bit of X factor, I think, Harris, yes. you know, OK, Mitchell Johnson, he's, you know, he bolts to the left, he bolts to the right. <laughs> but that's what, you know, there was, a, there was an interview in the in the paper from, uh, oh, I forgot your coach's name or whatever his Aaron name is. Lane. That's the guy. Yeah. <laughs> so he's he's like, mate, you just take it. You know that's that's what you get with Mitchell Johnson, and you just you just take that. And you don't worry about it because no. he's he's got that X factor. As he we can,
1: saw at the Gabba, he can win you a game. Uh, you know when he when he gets it right. So you persevere with that. You know the odd off day here and there, just a bit like David Warner with the bat. You no, know, some days rock, some days diamonds. But when he gets it right, he's <laughs> he's pretty destructive.
0: Yeah, I mean we'll see. I mean it's obviously the Gabba. The, the Gabba was always going to be a throwaway test for the English. It was never going to be our wicket. It's never our wicket. The Gabba.
1: No, the Australians' record there. I oh, shows that I think 25 years since our last loss at the, at the Gabba. Australia. Yeah. So, And Perth, I think, will be another good one as well. So I think the Poms need to get a result in Adelaide. <laughs>
0: uh, yeah, OK. Well, we'll see. I mean, Adelaide's going to be a bit wetter and a bit greener, so therefore it should have a bit more swing and a bit more turn in the pitch. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful. The boys will go back. I'm sure they've licked their wounds by now. And, you know, they've got yeah. this... This two-day nothing game in Alice Springs—they're oh, just going to have a few beers and just <laughs> chill out might for a be, bit.
1: Might be the best option to, uh, you know, just get away from it and, and chill out.
0: Well, exactly, exactly. I mean, obviously now Jonathan trott has gone. The big talk is who's going to take over from him. But we're not going to talk about that now. We'll we're going to and talk speak about to that, Jackson. Like, yeah, we will indeed. So yes, it's 7:41 here on FM 99.3. You're listening to the Sports Score. Marcus from Caranbar has already phoned in with a question for Brighty, which is good of you. Thank you very much for that. Played the vapors for him in in a way. He sort of said, "I like that." So there you go. That one's for you, Marcus. Thanks very much for your call. Thanks for your uh, time listening in I really appreciate that he's a, a legend of FM 9, 9.3 is our Marcus he's a, he's a subscriber he listens to pretty well most of the shows yep. and uh, always calls in always got a good word always loves a request sometimes he's even got a bad joke <laughs> which is great so thanks very much for that and you can call in and get your numbers down for Challenge Johnny because that's what you've got to guess you've got to guess how many football keep-ups plus how many cricket back keep-ups Johnny can do in two minutes so he's got a minute to do the one and then we'll give him a little break and then he's got a minute to do the other and it's the total of the two that we- Will win you the Michael Clark sign bat. It is seven forty-two. You're listening to FM ninety-nine point three. We're going to play the Eagles' "Life in a Fast Lane," and then we're going to get Brighty on the phone. So let's get on with it, shall we? <music> That's the Eagles there, "Life in a Fast Lane." You're listening to FM ninety-nine point three. It's a quarter to eight here on a Tuesday evening. We are listening into the sports score with uh, Johnny Greco and Simon Baker, and we have on the line none other than round of applause, please, for Mister Jason Bright. How are you? How's things? I'm good. Yeah, good. and uh, what's your what's your feelings? I mean, come out of the weekend now. Are you are you happy with with your weekend's work?
3: I'm uh, reasonably happy. Yeah, I'm. Uh, you know, I was happy with the pace that we had. I, I was, you know, a little bit disappointed. I made a couple of mistakes in the in the in the second race there on the Sunday morning. Uh, you know, a couple we of years made a bad start and um, and then also speared off after locking a break. So, other than that, the weekend wasn't too bad.
0: Excellent, excellent. Yeah, I mean, the start line thing is aside, but you know the intensity of battle and just you know spearing off—that's, mate, isn't that? You know, that's part and parcel of being a racing driver, isn't it?
3: Yeah, it is. I mean, it happens. You're never sort of happy when it happens to you, but <laughs> uh, you know, it is, it is part of the game. And you, know? um, you, know, you are sort of on the limit the whole time, and there's no one sort of leaving much on the table. And I, you know, I locked a brake, I didn't even. Uh, you know, it was a bit of a sort of weird lock up and um, you know, yeah. my priority at the time was to not take any championship contenders with me
0: yeah yeah. unlike uh, a couple of your counterparts who decided yeah, well, to have a bit of a dig in the first race yeah
3: well yeah I mean, think it, it got pretty wild there for a while I'd already been turned around myself by James who uh, who then you know, I think took the bullet that I probably would have copped from pre-mat so yeah um,
0: that was a big you know,
3: shunt it was a very big crash so yeah. If he didn't, if he didn't turn me around, I probably would have been in that same position right behind Kendall. So he, uh, he probably took a bullet for me there.
0: And and on your th- your thoughts on that, it, do you think if you'd have been in like last year's car, or the, a couple of seasons ago car, do you think he would have been in the same shape that he was in the car of the future car, given the size oh, of the mean, accident?
3: It's hard to say. I mean, you know, I think that there's definitely been improvements in, particularly in that area. Yeah, I mean, there's some good side intrusion but you know yeah the car was so airborne and hit hit james's car so high yeah that area is not that different so it was surprising to see as much damage as what there was around that side intrusion area so it obviously still did cop a very big hit and and uh you know if the side intrusion did do anything then yes it probably did did save him from a lot more injury
0: yeah he's a lucky boy but obviously he's going to miss uh the next race i think isn't he johnny
1: yeah, um, just news to the camera today James will uh unfortunately miss the, the Sydney 500. He broke his leg in that in that nasty crash uh, on uh, on Saturday. So uh he'll he'll miss that with uh, I think Nick, Nick Burkett will uh, come in and take his place in the uh, Sydney 500.
0: Broke his leg. That's interesting. I didn't realize that.
1: Yeah, uh, the scans uh, revealed that he sort of fractured his tibia. Okay. So and, and tore a quad muscle as well, but uh, yeah, he'll, uh, he'll be on crutches for 6 weeks and uh hopefully he'll he'll be right to go for for round 1 yeah. in 2014.
0: Well, you know, all the best to him, and I'm sure you're the same, Jason. All the best to James, and, and hopefully speedy recovery.
3: Absolutely. I mean, we don't want to see anyone being hurt in our cars, and that's why we've got to keep on improving. You know, we've got to look at what happened in that crash and, uh, you know, still keep on looking at ways to improve the cars, improve the track safety, and, and uh, you know, make sure it doesn't happen again.
1: Jason, yes. actually, well, uh, we got a, a phony and a, a, a question for you now. Are you going- Marcus from Carinby rang in, and he said, "Do you still have under your car this side up?" <laughs>
4: <laughs> no, that was an old
3: BJR thing. Um, you know, Brad was the one that made sort of rolling over famous. I think he did it two or three <laughs> rounds in a row, and the guys, the guys put a, a sign under the car saying this way up. So I uh, haven't had to use that for a while. Touch wood.
0: That's uh, that's lucky. And uh, y- you know, you you've been around the block a few times now. If you don't mind me saying, you know, we're we're of a similar age. Um now you 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 seem to be doing more more racing than ever at the moment.
3: Yeah, I mean this year I uh you know sort of finally got off my bum and, and got over to do Le Mans and yeah. um you know I I did Bathurst 12 hour as well as the race at Highlands Park so it has been a, a an extremely busy year but you know I enjoyed driving different types of cars and yeah. um you know some years it just you know is possible and it doesn't fit in and but yeah, you know, this year with Le Mans not clashing, you know, it was important to go over and yeah. get you know get it in the
0: race
3: this year. So yeah, um, you know, I'm, I'm still there's still a few other races on my bucket list that I want to do. I'm you know keen to try and do Daytona 24 hours at some stage. Yeah. So you know, we'll just uh, keep a finger in all the different pots and see what we can come up with.
0: That'd be brilliant. Well, we look, very much look forward to you trying to get over there and get yourself a new watch. If uh, <laughs> if you can, and and, and just talking on touching on Le Mans, how how does that compare? Do you think to Bathurst? Because obviously they're two monument races in the motorsport calendar.
3: Yeah, I mean they're you know they're, they're obviously both the pinnacle of of uh, of each series, and you know, there's a lot of simula- similarities for sure, and and uh, you know the history that goes with each each event, um, yeah. you know, and also the crowds that are attracted to. To each event, you know, it, a lot of people come from all over Europe and, and, uh, and drive, you know, down from the UK and it's sort of a bit of an annual, annual pilgrimage. Um, yeah. for them. So, you know, it's, it, it's a pretty special event. You know, I, um, you know, it was hard to sort of take you know, a lot of it. You know, it's such a big track and such a big area that everyone's yep. spread over. Um, yeah. you know, it was hard to sort of get out that much into the, camping areas mm-hmm. and, and uh, see how big it was but you know it, it's certainly a, a great event one that uh, I'm keen to do again if I can
0: yeah providing, obviously like you say providing there's no clashes with, with the, the series that you're in at the time I guess
3: yeah well I mean, we're lucky next year it doesn't clash so it's just a matter of you know, picking up a drive again that's the that, that's the challenging part though <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, I mean, this year was, it, was, it was a great opportunity to do it um, you know in a GTD car, and but yep. uh, it was also a pretty tough year because we had Alan Simonson, who was our was killed in the first yeah. couple minutes of the race. And and uh, you know, as a rookie, it was just a really difficult race as well with pretty ordinary weather. But um, you know, Alan's death certainly you know, made it a pretty difficult race.
0: Yeah, I, I can totally, uh, totally understand. Having come from a, a racing and motorsport background, I, yeah, he, it was it was a tough day. It was a tough, a tough time, especially for you guys, like you say, because you you guys raced with him in the in the V8s, and he, he was he was proving to be a, a, a quite a tough competitor as well, wasn't he? Especially in the long in the distance races.
3: Oh, absolutely! You know, and he, he was a good guy. We, uh, you know, I was lucky enough to drive with him a few years ago at Bathurst in a Mustang. Um, you know, I only got to spend a fair bit of time with him, so drove with us to the Gold Coast a couple of years ago when um, Tony Kanaan, you know, had to pull out because of Dan Wilden's death. So, of
0: course, yeah. yeah, you know
3: he, uh, you know, he was a good friend of ours. He's, you know, he, you know, I was I caught up with him while I was over there, and and he was due to drive uh, for us Bathurst this year. So, yeah. you know, it was, it was all a little bit close to home, and um you know you have a young family as, as well like I have and so it was it made it a pretty difficult night I had to go back to the mother home and mm. and uh try and sleep with with my you know seven month-old baby and partner yeah. uh, having known what
0: just
3: happened
0: of course of course and obviously very tough for them as, as much as it was for you I mean that's that's hard um going back to the v8s this week the, two weeks is it Sydney it is yeah week so- and a half and um, um, what do you? Th- how do you think you're going to go there? How do you think that's going to be for your guys? Uh, I mean, so
3: I've been saying that I, I wanted to finish year strong. You know, Philip Island I knew would be a track that that suited our cars, and you know, seeing BJR one, two on the grid, three cars in the top ten, you know, prove that that we did have a very strong car on the weekend. Um, you know, Homebush is the sort of circuit, sorry, Sydney Olympic Park is the sort of circuit that that. We've probably struggled a little bit more on this year and, and, uh, and, you know, we, we've needed to work on, it. um, you know, I felt as though at the Gold Coast, we'd made some inroads in that, um, unfortunately I didn't really get to, to prove it once, <laughs> um, you know, once my car was crashed, but, no. um, you know, I felt as though in the first session we were very competitive, um, baby and obviously got a podium there. So, I'm um, you know, I want to go to Homebush and, 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 uh, you know, if we can have a good run there, then it sort of, you know, lead into next year pretty well. You know, I'll feel like we've, we've got all the ingredients that we need on different circuits to, uh, you know, to, to battle for the championship properly. Whereas I, I felt as though, you know, we've had our strengths this year, which has been the fast flowing circuits like Pookie, like Phillip Island, you know, even, even and Perth sort of flow a bit better than the street circuits. But the street circuits have been a bit of a weakness. So if we can finish, um, the Olympic Park with, with a good result, then, uh, you know, I'll be happy.
1: And, Jason, in terms of the championship, obviously, it comes down to uh, probably Jamie Winkup and Craig Lowndes fighting for the title, which uh, sets up nicely, I suppose, for the for the event?
3: I think so, yeah. I mean, you know, Frosty's still in it, you know, 100 points behind or so, but, you know, I think that it's a bit of a long shot. You know, Jamie and Craig would both have to have a pretty bad weekend, and, and uh, you know, Frosty have a good weekend. That's, you know, that's just not, not that likely. But, you know, it's probably a good battle. Um, I'm sure Frosty will give it a good crack, and, and uh, you know, seeing Craig and Jamie go head to head like they did at Phillip Island will be, uh, you know, will be I think a pretty special, pretty special race meeting.
0: Maybe nice if you can mix it up with them at the front there, won't it? <laughs> hey.
3: Oh, exactly. If they, they they can battle for second, if they want If we can, <laughs> if we can get a win. I'm happy for them to, to uh, take the championship and um, and battle for second.
0: Of course, mate. Of course, and you know, and another top ten, which is great. Hopefully, with uh, with yeah. the championship.
3: Yeah, I mean, you know, it's been a, a good year. I you know, the wheels have probably fallen off a little bit later in the year with uh, you know, the Gold Coast incident. We had a pretty yeah. tough sand down as well and yeah. And um, you know, it, it had a blowout of full so, you so know, yeah. Yeah, nice race have been pretty tough. You know, it's after the second race at and I think I was up the fifth and uh and yeah, I, I was though like, we were we were going to be able to finish the year strong but you know just haven't had a very good run since
0: then. Oh, mate, you, you look pretty strong at Ireland, certainly in that final race. The, the car looked really smart. So. Yeah,
3: no, I feel like still got to work on my staff. It <laughs> went the best on the weekend and uh, you know, finally made a good one for
0: the last one Finally, a bit of a rookie mate you're in the same league as Mark Webber his starts haven't been that brilliant all year either So, but you know and from one Australian legend to another Jason Bright thanks very much for coming on the show I really appreciate your time and the very best of luck in Sydney and the very best of luck for 2014 cheers guys Jason Bright everybody he's a motorsport legend thanks very much for your time Brighty we're going to play out with Ooh, let's have a listen to this there steady as she you goes you're listening to FM 99.3 this is the Sports Score I'm Simon Baker and uh, we're here we're taking over the score for this week calling it the Sports Score and, uh, if you missed the first hour where have you been if you haven't hopefully you enjoyed it for the second hour we've got a huge interview haven't we Johnny who've we got?
1: Jackson Bird is not far away he'll be uh, in about 10 minutes time we'll be speaking to the Aussie Quick and then Dean the Bulldog Richie from the Daily Telegraph for your rugby league do you know why they call him the Bulldog? <laughs> I don't actually
0: <laughs> well there's a question for him straight away <laughs> uh, and as well as that obviously we've got the second half of your challenge Johnny well it isn't second half we've got the whole of your challenge yeah. where uh, where you get football and you've got to do as many keep-ups as you can for a minute and then we're going to give you a cricket bat and we're going to see how many keep-ups with a cricket bat you can do in a minute do
1: i get to practice at all
0: uh no <laughs> <laughs> so that dear listener is how you can win a michael clark signed cricket bat i know that there's a few people try to call in while we're talking obviously we can't answer the phone as we're talking but we'll try so just give us a call on nine four one nine six nine six nine when we put on a song or if, you know, we'll try and pick it up as we're going along. I think we should actually just try and answer it. Or live yeah. on air. Doesn't matter. Why not? Let's just do it. So if you want to win the Michael Clarke sign cricket bat, then give me a call on 94196969 and tell me how many keep-ups in total Johnny can do in two minutes. That's with the football and the cricket bat. So you can go and give us a call, 94196969, or go to fastlanedad.com.au forward slash the sports score and put your guess in there on the comments. It is 8.06. You're listening to FM 99.3. And coming up, we're going to have some chat about, well, we're we going to carry on with the motorsport, aren't we?
1: Might as well stick with the theme after Brody. Yeah,
0: all right then. We've got Johnny Greco in the building. It's working. It's working. Thanks support. That's a pleasure, mate. It's a pleasure. Good to have you in. Thank you. Johnny's here from Sportal.com.au. He's obviously the sports guru on the Breakfast with Baker show on a Thursday morning at about ten past eight, and he's kindly agreed to come and sit in for a week. So we're just doing a one-off sports special here on FM 99.3. As we said, we're going to carry on with a bit of Formula One news, aren't we? We're going to talk about the Grand Prix from the weekend. Did you uh, keep I,
1: up with any of it? I caught a bit of it. Obviously, the the big news, I suppose, for Australian fans was Mark Webber in his final race in Formula One.
0: Yeah, 215 declared. That's pretty well up there because yeah, he's, he's been around a long time. Time. I think it
1: was twelve seasons in F1 for Mark, which I think is really like I say right up there, and he's yep. had some some pretty good results. I think he won nine nine races in, that, nine, in yeah. that time and when you consider he didn't have a very good car for you know, for most of his career besides the last few years with Red Bull that's a, well, that's that's right. a decent effort
0: and even the early Red Bull was a bit of a dog yeah. quite frankly I was around the racing scene back in the UK and there was some stories floating around of, of <laughs> when he was a young kid making his way in the lower formula mm-hmm. only in like a Formula Ford which is like the, the one of the lowest it's the, it's the smallest the lowest level single seater really you can get now, he was floating around that scene at the time and I, I heard a story that he was instructing at Brands Hatch there was some some famous guy or girl Came for a day out, and they turned up for the passenger ride and a bit of filming and stuff. And then uh, <laughs> the head instructor was like, "Yeah." you could probably go out with Weber. He sent this, sent this uh, celebrity out with Weber, and I think they were nearly sick in their <laughs> helmet. It was just so crazy. You know, he, he calmed that down and from where he started, racing against who he raced from a very early age as a kid in a go-kart in New South Wales. Now, no disrespect to the competition at the time, but it's not like growing up on the tracks in Europe. He would have been racing against Fernando. He would have been racing against Kubitz. These sort of guys. Those sort of guys week in, week out as kids, you know, and they think that would have possibly taken him to that next level and those nine wins. And I think he Ended up third in the championship that year when he really could have won it.
1: And Vettel won that year and hasn't looked back since.
0: No, he certainly hasn't. From what Webber's done, was he 217 races, 215 starts. So he didn't qualify for two of them for whatever reason. He obviously didn't win the championship, but he won nine races. He he had 42 podiums. He scored 1,047 and a half points. That's very important. (laughs) A half won the world championship one year. Did you know?
1: Didn't know that. A half, yeah. I
0: think that was Jochen Rint So he was—he'd already been killed, and he still won the championship by half a point.
1: Wow!
0: I, I stand corrected on that. If anybody knows better, happy to look it up on one of the search engines. Also, 13 pole positions, 19 fastest laps. Obviously, his debut was at the Aussie Grand Prix 2002. I for,
1: do uh, remember that race quite well, actually, with the Minardi, and he did so well to get that car, oh. you know, keep that car on the track, and, and I think he, he might have got fifth. in that He bit. did. He, he did get boys. fifth.
0: Yeah, the points. Yeah, first first time they've been in the points for about three or four years. And he had a Toyota breathing down his neck, and the Toyota obviously was. A works effort and, and a lot faster and he did an absolutely storming drive to bring that home in fifth first win was obviously 2009 german grand prix and then his last win was at the 2012 british which is like a home race for him because he lived in britain for so many years and really just around the corner from Silverstone, which is where he won the race so that's yeah awesome
1: how, how do you think he'll be remembered i suppose in terms of this you know australian One drivers
0: oh he's right up there with the best yeah definitely i mean obviously he didn't win you know jonesy won 1980 well, you've got Jack Brabham as well. Well, obviously, Jack's probably the best. Then you've got Jonesy. He's probably third on the all time Aussie great Formula One drivers list, for sure.
1: Good debate. Yeah. Good bar room debate.
0: Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Get a few beers in here and uh, <laughs> we could yak on about that for hours. But yeah. Mate, legend, legend of the sport, and uh, long may his legendary status continue when he goes off and races his endurance, and hopefully he'll come up against Brighty at Le Mans.
1: That'll be something to talk about, and we can get Brighty on the line later on when that happens and, and, and talk him yeah. again.
0: You know. Mate, that'll be wicked.
1: Interesting to see, I suppose, how Daniel Ricciardo goes stepping into his role you know, next year.
0: Yeah, it's going to be phenomenal. Next year's going to be really good. It's going to be sad that Webber's not there, but Formula One rolls on. Time waits for no man. Here's 10cc. I don't like cricket. And Jackson Bird is coming up right after this. Stay tuned. So now, live here on FM 99.3, we have none other than Mr. Jackson Bird in the house. Jackson, how are you? Good, thanks. How are you? Excellent. Yeah, very well. Simon and Johnny here. We're going to... Obviously, we're going to grill you. I've I'm, 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 been a palm. Obviously, I'm going to give you some stick. But Johnny's yep. obviously, you know, he's got like a big arm around you already. <laughs> and, you know, he's got, he's, he's got a beer out for you and all the rest of it. So, Jeez. mate, I, I'd love to say well done, but... <laughs> You know, from a team perspective, it would have been nice if you were playing, but, you know, mate, next time, next time.
4: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, it's always disappointing to be injured and, and, you know, not being able to play, but, you know, to see the boys, you know, play so well out there was, was you know, it's definitely a good feeling and, and, you know, hopefully they can keep that up for the rest of the series.
0: Yeah, well, you you might hope that, but... <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm hoping things come to a grinding halt in Adelaide, quite frankly. Yeah. Um, But no, mate, you you know, I think we, Johnny and I touched on it earlier in the show, but the the Gabba is just, uh, it's a home for Australian cricket, really, at the moment, isn't it?
4: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think uh, it suits our team, you know, down to the ground, you know, the wicket, a bit of extra pace and bounce, and guys like Ryan Harris and Mitchell Johnson, you know, they showed... You know what they can do, when, when you know the ball's, I suppose, whizzing up around the head, and you yeah. know they're very intimidating bowlers. And then you know it's also a really good wicket to bat on, which um, you know Dave and Mark Clark showed that in the second innings.
1: Jackson John so, here, mate. It's great to have you on the show so, to have some support here much. against uh, against Simon, <laughs> mate. Obviously, you, you weren't there. You, you've had the injury, I suppose, since since the Ashes to over to England. How's it going? How's the back injury? And, and when you're back in back in action?
4: Um, Yeah, it's going pretty well. Um, I've been bowling probably the last five weeks now. I was up in Brisbane during the week with the Guys, before the test match, and started bowling off my long run. So I'm back playing grade cricket this weekend for my grade side, Kingston down in Tassie. And you know, hopefully, if I can get through that unscathed, that I play a Sheffield Shield game before the uh the big bash. So fingers crossed, everything goes well this Saturday, and hopefully, I'll be back out for Tassie
1: soon. So you set a target to get to get back to Tassie, I suppose, before the before the new year.
4: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, we've got two. Uh, yeah, two more Shield games before the big bash starts. We've got one starting on Friday down here versus New South Wales, and then another one the following week versus Western Australia, which i may to play. But you know, if if not I'll definitely be, I suppose, back during the big bash for the Melbourne Stars.
1: Just just with the, the back mate, is it something you, you you're confident now you, you can get on top of and it sort of won't plague you I suppose for the for the rest of your career? Um Oh yeah, I hope
4: am hoping it doesn't plague me for the rest of my career. Um it's a tricky injury though. I've had a stress fracture that hasn't healed since I was about 19. And occasionally it flares up every now and again, and you can manage it sometimes, but sometimes you need to have a bit of a rest. So this time, you know, it's, it was a bit more sore than normal. So I just had to take that, you know, extra, I suppose, couple of months off and try to get it right. So, you know, in the next, I suppose, two or three years, you know, hopefully there's no more hiccups.
0: Well, Jackson, you're still only young. You're still only a kid, really. Are you? in the scheme of things you've, got, you've still got plenty of cricket and plenty of life in front of you so there's, yeah. pl- there's plenty of time for it You know, even if it does take you a little while to just really put it to bed yeah
2: absolutely I,
4: thought, I haven't played that much cricket compared to some of the other guys so um, I still feel like I've got there's a long time in the game so hopefully yeah, as I said there's no more pickups yeah
0: fingers crossed and obviously your Sheffield Shield stats sort of speak for themselves you've done tremendously well in the Sheffield Shield from what I'm looking at here to have you back in that really just menacing and beasting them That, it, from a bowlers perspective obviously that's everything to you yeah
4: absolutely I, I suppose I was pretty lucky, I guess, to start my career pretty well. You know, the wicket was a bit sporting down here, down at <laughs> Bellroops, so it helped me out a little bit. But, yeah. um, you know, I was just I was grateful that I got the opportunity to play for Tassie and loved every minute playing for Tassie. And, and hopefully, you know, I've got a few more years left in me and hopefully I can play a little bit more Test cricket as well.
0: Yeah, definitely. Talking of Test cricket, mate, what was it like getting your baggy green off Bill Lorry?
4: Oh, look, it was an unbelievable experience. You know, everyone that plays cricket, Australian, you know, that plays cricket dreams of having a baggy green. And I suppose to get it on Boxing Day, as well, which is, you know, the highlight of this same summer. And, yeah. Know, I suppose to get it in front of my family and friends, and to get it off the field as well. Yeah, it was it was a special feeling, something that
1: um you know I'll always remember. Brilliant. Mate, I need to ask. Obviously, uh, a lot of the focus, was after the test at the Gabba, was on the on the whole sledging argument, <laughs> the sledging debate. What's your take on it all as, as a you know menacing fast bowler? I think it should be outlawed. I think it should be outlawed. <laughs> it's terrible stuff. Oh look.
4: You know, sledging, it's part of the game, I guess, for some guys. It's not something that I, I do personally, but I suppose we've been playing each other in back-to-back series and a lot of the niggles have boiled over a little bit. You know, the Australian team likes to play their cricket hard and they also like to play it fair as well. But, you know, sometimes these things can boil over on the field and I guess sometimes the line can be crossed, but, you know, I'm sure the boys after the game shook hands and, and had a beer after the game and it, it's all stayed on the field.
1: You've heard some good one-liners in your time?
4: <laughs> yeah, I've heard a few. Um, <laughs> Also, when I'm batting, but uh, no, I won't, uh, won't go into that. I actually don't mind it when the batsman has a bit of a wedge because it puts a bit more pressure on him. You know, yeah. if he plays a bad shot, you can give him a little bit of a send-off on the way off.
0: Mate, it's just like a, a good night out down at the Wharf Bar, isn't it?
4: <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
0: Now you you, missed, you must miss that, having uh, moved down to Tassie a little while ago. Uh,
4: yeah, look, it was a hard move moving away from my family and friends and obviously leaving Manly, it's a beautiful suburb, but you know, Tassie's, in saying that, it's also been the best move I've ever done. You know, Tassie gave me the opportunity to play first-class cricket and, yeah. and it's worked out pretty well. So to be honest, I probably wouldn't have played up in New South Wales and definitely wouldn't have played test cricket whilst I was in New South Wales, so it was definitely the best move I've, I've ever
0: done. I understand that you're pretty close with your mum. I've got to ask, you know, what, mate, are you doing or are you going to do to repay her for all that training stuff that yeah. she had to do for you, all those journeys to and from training to the rep games for so many years? What, what mate, what, have you bought the house yet? Have you, you know, holidays, car? <laughs> no, I haven't bought the house yet.
4: I actually did buy her a car during the week, but oh, <laughs> that's another story. But um, um, no, lovely. She's come, come away to a few of the chess series. She came to England, came to Melbourne as well, and and she was meant to actually come to, to India to the test tour, but I ended up getting injured a week before she came over, so oh. she couldn't come. But it's always good to have mum there supporting me. You know, she keeps me <laughs> level-headed, and you if know, she sees me getting a bit ahead of myself, she puts me right back in the line. So it's <laughs> definitely good having her around.
0: That's what mum's are for, mate, isn't it?
4: That's right. Yeah, yep.
0: bring you back down, keep you, keep, like you say, keep you on the straight and narrow. Absolutely. Mate, so in terms of your predictions then for, I guess, what's going to roll out for the next... Four games in the Ashes. I would imagine the dressing room was pretty pumped after the Gabba. Did it go back down to? That's only one Test, guys. We've still got four more to play. Was it? Was it straight yeah. back down to that, or was you know you yeah. just dining out on that for a bit?
4: Oh, absolutely. You know the boys you know, obviously celebrated their win on the weekend, and you know rightly so. We haven't won a Test match in nearly a year, so <laughs> I think I
0: that think you were involved the boys, in the last one, weren't
4: you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it seems okay. like a long time ago now, but boys still know that you know, England are a, a quality side and you know number one in the world for a reason. So definitely going to be a lot of hard fought cricket, especially on the wickets, aren't going to be as sporting for our fast bowlers. So I think next four test matches, yeah, it's definitely going to be some hard work for the oldies. but I definitely think that a 1-0 up advantage in the first test is definitely a good start.
1: <laughs> Obviously they've had a bit of a blow with Jonathan Trott being forced. Home. Who do you think will, will come in and how do you think that will sort of affect England going forward?
4: Oh Yeah, look, he's an integral part of their top six. Um, he's said over the last four or five years that he's one of the best batsmen in the world and, uh, you know, in saying that, it's, it's sad to see him go home as well. You know, you don't want to see guys go home in those sort of situations. And I I, you know, I guess I wish him all the best, I suppose, in his recovery. You want to see him back out playing cricket soon. Yeah, I'm not really sure who's going to take his spot. There's a talk of Ben Stokes, they're all rounder to, to come in and yeah. give them an extra bowling option. But, yeah, I would have thought that either Gary Valence or
1: John Besto, I think, will probably take the spot. But...
0: Yeah, yeah and I'm then, not really sure, to be honest. But I think the Zen talk are pushing Bell up to number three.
1: Bell or or Joe Root, even, I think, might move up from, from six to three. That, that was some of the talk as well. Either Root or Bell, but...
0: I'm sure yeah. Buff's working on all the uh, on all <laughs> the figures and the you know the, <laughs> yeah. the different permeations and the different yeah. scenarios back in the uh, back in the dressing room back at his home and yeah. Uh, mate yeah I think it's going to be it's it's going to be fascinating I, you, with you guys smashing us in the first one you know there's yeah. I don't think there's any other response other than we've got to fight fire with fire coming out in the second. yeah oh absolutely you
4: know the English will be rearing the go next week in Adelaide and, and yeah I, I suppose they will be fighting fire with fire you know um, the Australians we've shown you know what we're going to do this summer and and I think you know, the best way to combat that is to I don't know, give a big back themselves
0: I think so yeah going to be fascinating mate well listen we wish you the very best of luck with your game this weekend and going forwards. and hopefully for you personally I think you, I'd love to see you in the ashes I'd love to see you playing a part thanks very much. mate I'd hope your team lose <laughs> but, but I really hope that you do well because I, I think you're ah, a top geez. bloke wish you all the best
2: thanks very much guys
0: Brilliant. Thank you. See you Jackson, Jackson Bird on. thanks very much round of applause for Jackson there you go you're listening to FM 99.3 this is The Sports Score with Johnny and Simon. mate, love not war, that's right. Hopefully that's what the England cricket team won't be doing over the next <laughs> uh, the next four games. But you never know. I mean, they're out on tour. What goes on tour stays on tour, isn't it, Johnny? Isn't
1: that the way it goes? I've heard that saying before. Have you? <laughs> <laughs>
0: I've abided by it too. I'm sure you have, mate. I'm sure you have. Before we get carried away with all that, we've got another fantastic guest on the line. Let's have a big round of applause for, and none other than, Telegraph legend, Mr. Dean Bulldog Ritchie. Good evening, Dean. How are you?
5: Yeah, I'm good, boys. How are you?
0: Yeah, we're good really thing. well. Thanks, mate. I've been a great night. Thank you. What's all this talk about these NRA players what's going on with them again off season it's all going off yeah,
5: yeah. It's not a great couple of days for the game, particularly around uh, White Ribbon Day. Of course, we had the Richie Faoso drama yesterday, and today Rennie Matua's been arrested, and Russell Packer up there at the Newcastle Knights has been connected to some sort of alleged assault in the city. He hasn't been charged, but both Matua and Packer, their instance, have been referred to the NRL's integrity unit. So just an ugly couple of days. It had been a relatively quiet off-season, too. A lot of people were saying that uh, the players seem to have been relatively well-behaved, and then suddenly, kaboom, <laughs> front page, back page and uh you know here we go again i mean i don't really want to write about it and i'm sure john doesn't either we'd rather be writing about the football and the world cup but that's look true. you know we have an obligation to write these things that's, that's the job to inform the public but it's certainly not something you you enjoy writing about the the so incident in particular was was quite damning look you know he has been charged look he's, he's admitted to guilt for drink driving and navio has been taken out against him that he can't go near his wife while drinking but yeah, He has denied an assault and a police pursuit, and of course that matter was heard today in Campbelltown Court. Rennie Matua, he's just started at the Bulldogs. It's a terrible way to start, and we all know what a strict coach, Des Hasler, is out there at Belmore. He won't be happy with Matua's behaviour. It doesn't seem to be an enormously bad one, but look, the taxi driver claims he was assaulted by Matua after a, a long drinking session at King's Cross when he was on his way home at 5am, and... Uh, <laughs> Like a lot of people, guys, I guess the question keeps being asked why are these players out at places like King's Cross, you know, two, three, four, five in the morning?
1: Absolutely. And like you say, the timing could not be worse. What, Ribbon Day, the NRL? such a strong supporter and uh, on, on the day of White Ribbon Day broken and, and now the day after as well it's just shocking timing for the NRL
5: yeah you're right John a lot of the players had gone on Twitter and social media yesterday posting slogans saying yeah. look you know, condemning violence against women and the NRL's been quite active in White Ribbon Day so as you said the timing couldn't have been worse uh, look the Russell Packer at Drama up there well the Newcastle player was actually down here but he is at the moment under some sort of investigation uh, it's as I said been referred to the Integrity Unit of course Packer was the one that was caught urinating on the field last (laughs) year (laughs) in another... I guess you could say unsavoury <laughs> incidents, which the game didn't quite need. So, yeah. look, you know, look, there's a lot of good things being done in the summer by a lot of players, and it's just a shame at times that these people, you know, these players that just can't control their aggression when they're out drinking alcohol really hinders the code's image and, and takes away the good publicity and replaces it with ugly front-page headlines.
0: With that in mind, do you think that some of the NRL clubs adopting some of what the AFL have done, especially the Swans, you know, they've got a no-dickhead policy in their contracts?
5: Yeah, they certainly do, Simon. Look, 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 the Swans have been pretty good, let's be honest. They've had minimal incidents over the years. Uh, Buddy Franklin's come up this year, and a few people questioned, given Buddy's sort of colourful past, whether that edict may well be removed this year. But look, you know, as I said, there's a lot of good rugby league people out there. You know, The bottom line is, it only takes a few mugs for it to be ruined. A few mugs have mucked up in recent days. It's all revolving around alcohol. They've had a good holiday, they've had a good break, they're all back in training now. Yep. Sad thing is the World Cup final's on it should be an amazing game over there at Old Trafford this yeah. Sunday morning. But as I said, the headlines back here aren't about the game, it's about Matua, Packer and, and Faroso.
1: Well let's let's speak about the game. Obviously the final most people expected Australia and New Zealand have won through. What are you thinking, uh, what's gonna happen on Sunday morning our time?
5: I give the Kiwis a real hot go John I think they've been the form team of the comp to be truthful The Australians have had a, a pretty comfortable run through, they've only conceded in fact they don't they have conceded one try in the last four games so <laughs> there are certainly concerns whether they're going to be a little underdone going into this final, uh, they're hoping for 70,000 at Old Trafford wow. 75,000 in fact so wow. I'm sure it'll present a great atmosphere and look in some ways as much as we'd love to beat the Poms, I was a little <laughs> sad last week that the Poms got rolled on the belt. So I thought Australia England at Old Trafford would have been absolute classic.
0: Yeah, I, I was gutted. I'd I got up and sort of watching the end of it, and all of a sudden they're they're bloody losing. <laughs> I'm like, what? Is it's like it's like England losing to the Welsh.
5: Yeah, it was more. I guess you know, one player is hard to pin down, but yeah, Kevin Sinfield, we all saw him race out of the oh, line, yeah. defensive. He, he presented a jagged defensive line, and of course, Sean Johnson. who You just see when he plays football, you can tell he's a touch football player. He's got such light feet and yeah. great footwork, and that wonderful left foot step. He went past two, scored the try, kicked the goal. And uh, as you say, you you couldn't help but feel disappointed for the Poms in some way. And I'm sure their players were gutted. They weren't given much of a chance against New Zealand. Their form leading into that game was, was modest at best. But they really came to play the Poms. Look, it's a setback for their game over there. They would like to have at least made the final, if not win the whole thing. Yeah. But uh, it was one of the great all-time test matches, I thought, and certainly in the last 20 years, it's the best I've seen.
1: I suppose for Australia, the uh, focus on Billy Slater, whether he'll get back over that knee injury play, what, what's, what are you hearing over there with Billy Slater?
5: Yeah, the ball leaking back here, John, is that he's a big chance of playing. It would push Greg Inglis back to the centres. Slater attracted a little bit of criticism this year for his form. It certainly was down a little bit. He's the best fullback I've seen, Billy Slater, but his form was down, slightly this year for the Storm, but he still scored 18 tries. And I guess if you can score 18 tries when your form's down, you're not a bad player. So, look, we don't lose a lot when Greg Inglis goes back there, let's be honest. But having said no. that, if you have Slater back there and Inglis back in the centers you you've got two absolute lethal weapons there. And, look, I think this game's really going to be an absolute cracker. Uh, I, as I said before, I, I just give the Kiwis a big chance. They seem to really enjoy building momentum through a series. Those one-off tests when they come across here and oh, around April and May, they look they're hopeless. Let's be honest, yeah. they get flogged. Yeah. But when they get into camp over there, they get away from all the local media in New Zealand. They seem to build and build, and it's been exactly the same with this World Cup. As much
0: as I'm a palman, I'd love to have seen them, just like you said, the English in the final against the Australians. But I think it's just it is a mouth-watering prospect, the whole final, and you know Cherry Evans against Foran, and you know there's so many private battles there on the field, which are which are going to be played out, and that's going to be such an intriguing watch.
5: It'll be great to see Sonny Bill yet again in action And look, <laughs> yeah. every time there's a big game You just know he's going to hit the mark He's done it before, he's done it in grand finals here A couple of times with the Bulldogs And with the Roosters, and he again As much as we sort of get tired of hearing His
0: name mentioned and written, Sonny he will be The X Factor. Yeah, Sonny Bill. I
1: was yes. going to ask you actually, on, on SBW, we, we saw the impact he had With the Roosters this year, if he can in, Inspiring New Zealand to the World Cup title, he'd have to be a, a shoe-in for I suppose the Golden Boot for 2013 Wouldn't
5: he? Yeah, you'd say it's down to Inglis versus Sonny Bill, I'd probably go to Sonny Bill, given what he has achieved this year. Look, I'm thrilled that he's back next year. Let's be honest. He, he came back. I guess there's a lot of people out there who still hadn't forgiven him or certainly forgotten what he had under the Bulldogs in 2008. And he played under a lot of pressure. But look, you know, he was wonderful this year. There's no doubt about it. And look, I'm glad he's back next year. It is disappointing he will shuffle back to rugby for their World Cup <laughs> in 2015. But having said that, look, we've got a couple more years out of him. And yeah. look, there's no doubt he, he's a great player. Whether he's rated a great rugby league player in history, I guess, is to be determined, given we all know what a great player he is, but has he played enough rugby league to go down as one of the greats? I guess history will judge that.
0: I wasn't here for the 2008 issues that befell him, and, you know, he's walking out on the Bulldogs. I've heard about it since, but obviously that doesn't affect me watching the game or watching him. And just like you say, he's been phenomenal in the game this year. I watched his first game. He was obviously a little bit hesitant at times, but you can just tell that the man has got that X-factor, he's got that sparkle. Watching him grow as the games went on, and it didn't take him long to get to the point where he was just absolutely flying every game. Just brilliant.
5: Simon, you'd almost have to admit that he's probably the most remarkable athlete the game's ever seen. I mean, his physique, his skill level, his speed, his ability in traffic to slip a ball, his leg speed, his leg drive, he just doesn't really have a weakness. When it comes to athleticism, I just can't recall a better player Right back through all the ages of rugby league, wow. it's actually been better than Sonny Bill Williams. He's a phenomenal athlete, and yeah you know, it looks like he's going to now play a league world cup one year. You know, a year or two later, it'll be a rugby union world cup. Yeah, he's boxed. He'll probably go to the Olympics in the sevens, I think, for yeah. New Zealand in really? Rio. Yeah. Look, he's going to retire having achieved so much in, in numerous sports. You know, look, you know, a lot of Bulldogs fans will never forget what he did. A lot of rugby league fans won't forgive what he did. But those that could put that emotion aside yeah. and focus purely on what he's done on the field, you know, you just can't help but admire him.
0: Did you watch the fight the other night?
5: I didn't, you know? guys. No, I was working that night. But certainly, obviously, the big fight's tomorrow night. Uh, Mosley oh, yeah. versus Mundine. Apart from the actual result, I think that you know one of the key issues will be how many people I get through the gates. <laughs> It was talked there was only going to be about a 1,000 tickets that had been sold for the first one. After the drama went down, I guess the fights attracted more headlines, more drama, and maybe that in a strange way might be able to get a few more bums on seats, but I hear the pay-per-views down as well. And look, Anthony Mundine, to me, is trying to get back in the good books, for want of a better word, with the Australian public, but it's just too late. He's done too much damage. He's been too divisive for too many years, and I think he's actually thought that the Australian public was more behind in what they are and that they've chosen to vote on how they feel about Anthony Mundine by virtually boycotting the fight in both ways, by going and by watching.
1: The people who are going to watch will probably want to keep an eye on the undercard as well with, with Blake Ferguson. He's making his pro debut. <laughs> How do you think he go? And, and have you heard any more on his future in rugby league for next year as well?
5: Yeah, Now the rumour bill was swinging around last week, Johnny, that he was going to go to South Sydney. But I don't think that's... Well, when I say I don't think it's right, I don't think it's right as of this point. He's a state-of-origin player, Blake Ferguson. We tend to get... The, he played in that first game this year, and he was yeah. one of our star players in yeah, that close. Blues victory out there at, at Homebush, and he's a wonderful rugby league player. I guess a lot will probably be determined on how he goes tomorrow night. If he, if he has a thunderous start to his boxing career, who knows, he, he might decide to kick on. In the, in the big picture, there might be a bit more money in boxing than rugby league, but it would be a shame to see him lost to the NRL. There's no doubt clubs would want him in the side. He's big, he's powerful, he's strong, but having said that, a lot of clubs would be on their salary cap right now. And you know, I guess on market value, Blake Ferguson being an origin player could command up to 600,000 and there's not many clubs out there that would have that free in their salary cap.
1: Could, could the bunnies fit in- I, mean, I suppose, with the likes of Inglis and, and the Burgess brothers and all those those sort of guys there?
5: Yeah, it'd be difficult. They've lost a few players. I think, mean, you know, Asatasi's gone and and Crocker's gone. There's certainly a few that have walked out, but mm. uh, look, there probably would be some money there. You'd imagine it'd have to be a back-ended deal, which yeah. clubs tend to do these days, albeit a dangerous precedent. Mm. So, look, you know, he's had his troubles, Blake Ferguson. You get the feeling, wherever he goes, he's going to create a headline. You get the feeling, wherever he goes, he's never going to be far from trouble. Look, he changed religion. He's now into Islam. Whether that's the answer, I guess we'll find out in time. But as I said, look, I wish him all the best tomorrow night, but I also hope he isn't lost to rugby league.
0: Yeah, fingers crossed. Like you say, he is a great talent. It would be a terrible shame. Uh, listen, Mr Richie, I've, I've got one final question for you. Shoot. Where's the bulldog come from?
5: <laughs> the bulldog. There's a variety Some say it's Because I go after stories Which with Like a Bulldog But others say Because that's why I look like one But <laughs> so you take your pick there I don't think I look Like a Bulldog though
0: Mate you're At the end of the day You're a Gillingham football fan And you'll always be Forever A friend of mine
5: Ah good man Simon. Go to the Gills They're about mid-table At the moment They're struggling a little bit They lost in the weekend to Oldham But I think they'll bounce back Come up from League 2. So, look, I think that, you know, it's obviously a big step up over there, those those divisions. And Yeah. I don't think they're a club with a lot of money doing them, but, look, you know, they're, they're battling away, and, and God bless them down there at Priestfield. Must get there one day.
0: Dino, a pleasure having you on the show. Thanks very much for your time. We really appreciate it, and we'll speak to you again soon. Cheers, Dino.
5: No worries, Simon. So good on your journey. Cheers, right. boys.
0: Thanks, mate. Take care. Dean Richie there from The Telegraph. He is a legend, and he will remain a legend. Right, 8.50 here on FM 99.3. We're coming up to the point in the show where Johnny is going to do his live challenge. He's, uh, he's put his bet in. He hasn't had a practice, promise. I'm going to have a little bet here as well. I'm going to say he's going to do oh, that many. Uh, so we're going to have a TikTok now. Just listen in. We're going we're to do this live, live on air. Are you ready, Johnny? Ready to go. He's ready to go. Right then. Okay. I'll count you in. Five, four, three, two, one, Go clock's ticking Three, four, five, six, seven. Ooh, 84 football keep-ups mate that's pretty good so let's, let's put that down football 84 mate let's uh, are, you, are you ready to go with the cricket well you can do it with, I, I, with the way that mate the, <laughs> Johnny's, Johnny's stood there he's got the cricket bat and he's, I brought in a cricket ball and also a tennis ball and f- quite frankly the way that you were kicking that football let's go with the tennis ball eh yeah. We'll leave the cricket ball alone. OK, so we'll, we'll just, let's just rewind on this. I know I shouldn't produce on air. It's very amateur, but we're doing a sports show and it's all talking, so I don't really care. OK, are you ready? Johnny's going with the cricket bat now. Ready? Three, two, one, go. What's it? Time's up. Time's up. How many did you get? Got 104 with the cricket ball. Wow. Okay, 104. So that's a grand total of 104 plus 84. I'm getting 188. What did you bet, Johnny?
1: I think I said around 160. You
0: said 162. I said, what does that say there?
1: 182.
0: 182. So I was six off. That's not a bad guess. Not a bad guess. So uh, let's have a a round of applause for me. Well done, Simon. You win a cricket bat of your own. So thanks very much. Anyway, it's eight fifty-four here on FM ninety-nine point three. We've got a little bit of the show left, so we're going to uh, we've got we've got a couple of little things that we've got to run. We'll run those, and we'll come back with the song to close the show. So stay tuned. It's eight fifty-four. You're listening to FM ninety-nine point three. This is the Sports Score with Simon Baker and Johnny Greco. FM ninety-nine point three. Welcome back. You are listening to the Sports Score here with myself, Simon, and Johnny. How's it going for you, Johnny?
1: Yeah, good man. I'm just trying to get my breath back <laughs> from that, from that <laughs> challenge. Mate, Didn't realise I was so unfit. <laughs>
0: Yeah, well, you don't want to say that too loud, because obviously Vale will be uh, getting you back in pre-season pretty quickly. We've started. Started already? Yeah. Are you kidding me?
1: I'm not kidding you. We've already had a couple play. of
0: sessions. Gee whiz. Before Christmas. Yeah.
1: <whistles> We've been in business this year.
0: That's hardcore. Mind you, it was the fifth position last year, wasn't yeah, it?
1: it was a good season. That's a great season. New, uh, new management now, so hopefully we can you know, build on that and get a semi-final spot next season. Who's in the hot seat? His name is Greg Fush. Greg Fush? Yeah. New coach, young guy's going to play as well, which is okay. good. That was good. Seems like a, a good bloke. He's very keen and he's big focus on the club and, and building us forward. And, and like I said, it's been a long time since we've made the semi, so it would be nice to uh, yeah. get the Vale back in the top four.
0: Brilliant. So he, he, is he a right back? No. No? Oh, that's no. all right then. So you're safe?
1: No, no, no I wouldn't <laughs> say I'm safe at all.
0: Oopsie-daisy. I'm playing songs when I shouldn't be playing songs. That was a mistake of mine. Anyway, uh, all right, well, mate, listen, best of luck with Manly Vale. You deserve all the success. I played with you, uh, what is it? Two years ago now, yeah. for just over half a season half when a season, uh, yeah. when your when Phil went awol went to uh, <laughs> went to Europe, bless him. That's how Johnny and I met. And mate, with the we talk about wages. Have mm. you uh, have you heard the news about Kobe, Kobe Bryant?
1: Oh, I did hear he signed a new two year deal today. I think it was over with, with the Lakers.
0: Mate, yeah, it's, it's a record twentieth season. Do you know he's gonna he's had to take a pay cut? You're kidding me. <laughs> I'm not.
1: he's one of the, he's their best player.
0: I know, and he's had to take a pay cut. I don't know how he's going to survive. I really don't. Do you know how much he's had to take a pay cut of? No. In pounds, he's taken a pay cut of three point seven one million pounds. Whoa! But that still doesn't stop the fact that he's still going to earn fifteen million pounds <laughs> a year. That is, that's a year. That's not for the that's not for the length of the contract. Or well, I mean, if it's a year contract, obviously it is. But mate, I don't know how he's going to. He's going to struggle with that, isn't he? Fifteen mil a year. <laughs>
1: He's lost 3.7. That's what mate, I'll be more filthy about. Mate, what can you do? I mean, <laughs>
0: 20th season with the Lakers, he's still the highest paid person in the NBA. Mate, I can't, I can't believe that. That's just bonkers. Anyway, listen, I'm yapping on. We've got no time left. I'm going, to, uh, I'm going to play you out with Johnny Farnham. Johnny Greco, thanks very much for your time. Thanks for your company.
1: Cheers, Simon. Enjoyed it, mate.
0: Mate, it's been awesome. And thank you very much to all the fabulous guests. The boys are lining up with a cricket bat. I don't know if they're going to hit me around the head with it. Don't. Un- Yay, never. <laughs> Get bloody palms. Anyway, uh, here's the voice, it's Johnny Farnham. Thanks to all the guests. Thanks to all you listeners. The normal score bat next week. And if you like the show, then give the manager a ring tomorrow between 9 and 4. It's on 94196969. If you want to hear more sports stuff, it doesn't have to be two hours, but just every now and again. Give Paul a ring or whoever's in the hot seat tomorrow between 10 and 4. Give them a call on 94196969 and say, hey, the sports show, we want it back. That's all from us. Thanks very much for your company. Take care. Bye-bye for now.